call your show Perky in the Morning. And he said, oh, that's a great name. That's you, a great name for the show. What time was it? It was, it was like 7 a.m. It was, what time? 7 It was like 7 a.m. or something. Yeah. And that was after we interviewed uh, Denny Crumb. We interviewed, interviewed Denny Crumb, you know, when he had that Louisville team that was in the last Sweet 16 that he had there. Yeah, and we, and we so we interviewed Denny Crumb, and then Perky, uh, he, they, the, all the people in Louisville heard us. And, and, they, then, yeah, and then they yeah. put us on the show. The they next put us morning. on the show. And then, yeah. and then we, all those Louisville fans came up, remember? And they go, "Hey, we we were listening to you on the way up here." Yeah, they were driving and, up. Listen, they like they liked us. Yeah, that's they liked us. They well, well, come we, on, I man, come they, on. Let's yeah. face it. We we love we, we the knew our stuff, But also, I think, and Denny Crum, he really liked you. Denny Crum loved you. Well, because I knew his whole like career. Like I oh. you remember, remember when they won in 1980 with Daryl Griffith, they Doctor yeah. Duncanstein, Duncan. there, Daryl Griffith, and and um. You know, I mean, I, I, I was rattling, I was rattling off all his teams, and then 1986 when they won with, um, they won with uh, Milt Wagner, Milt Wagner, right? You know, and I mean, I knew those guys. And who like, was I the three-point shooter? Milt was good. Milt had to play, he had to play some games with gloves on his hands because he had some kind of psoriasis on his hands, so he had to wear like these oh, gloves. I didn't know that, really. Yeah, he had to wear these gloves because, because they thought he would like infect somebody. No, I don't know. I, I, or I don't think they so. would bleed. Maybe they would bleed. Yeah, yeah. No way. But I remember you spoke to Crum, Denny Crum. You said something about Denny Crum thought that the team before they changed the three-point line when they in, in, put the three-point line in, he thought that that team. That he had before that would have easily won. What yeah, because they had all those great outside shooters on that team. You yeah, know, they, they had Jerry Eves. Well, yeah. well, Doc, well, Daryl Griffith played with Jerry Eves in 1980, right? And yeah. then, and then Milt Wagner played with that one kid, Jeff something. He played with that white kid in 19 he was in 1986. Yeah. Well, that was when um, Purvis Ellison was the freshman. He was Never a freshman nervous center. Purvis. Never, Never nervous, nervous Purvis. Purvis. Yeah. And did it? Did did Doctor Duncan? Did he play with uh, the McRae brothers? Yeah, he played oh, with the McRae yeah. brothers, Scooty the, and Rod, Scooter and Rodney from Mount Vernon. Yeah. Mount Vernon, yeah, the yeah, McRae yeah, brothers. Yeah, they were great. Well, Rodney McRae played in the NBA for like 15 years. Wow, he made, wow, I can't believe he let he hung on that long. Wow, oh, he was great. Well, he, did he back up after a while? Just you know. Yeah, I mean, Mono, he was on the Houston Rockets forever as a starting forward. Rodney McRae was a good player for you. He played, Rodney McRae, Rodney McRae played in the NBA Finals with Moses Malone when they lost to the Celtics in 1981. That's when Moses Malone, that's when that series with the Celtics and Larry Bird, yeah. that series went 2-2. Two to two. It went 2-2, two to two, and then Moses Malone said, I could get four guys from Petersburg, Virginia, YMCA, and beat these guys, right? He said, and then, then, they, then he got blown out the last two games, right? He, Larry Bird heard him. Yeah, it's stupid Moses Malone. And then, and then when they went back to the finals in 1986, Houston lost to the Celtics again in 86. That was the Ralph Sampson, Akeem Olajuwon team, and Rodney McRae was on that team also. He was on both finals teams. Wow, I, I, you know what? I wish we could get back on. I, I don't know where Perky is, but I would love to get back on that show. I mean, they, they, I, I just remember all those people coming the next day. They were driving, listening to us on the, in their cars, and they came up and were talking to us. And I think they liked us too because we actually understood that it's Louisville. 
Like yeah, all it's other not New Louis. Yorkers, all these other New Yorkers, Louisville. It's no, it's Louis. not Louis. It's Louis. Yeah, Louis. Louis. Yeah. They, they, we, they, they, we actually like pronounce their city properly. Yeah, yeah, they like that. They like Lua. All right, so I'm gonna. Um, I just want to say, okay, I, right now I would, I'll actually say Lamar Jackson. I just want to go back and I'll, I'll say yes, MVP. Um, the reason I mentioned that, speak for yourself, because I think they were talking or someone was talking on one of those shows you watch about that if Jimmy G, if Jimmy G does well in these next games because he's going to play a lot of competition, then nah. Jimmy G is going to be the MVP. Not happening. No way. No way. No way. Not happening. The only, guy, the only guy with an outside chance at the MVP is if Dak Prescott beats New England this week and beats Buffalo on Thanksgiving Day on Thursday, mm-hmm. if he wins those next two games and plays the same as he's been playing, mm-hmm. he'll move into the conversation. So the conversation will be, it'll be Lamar Jackson, Russell Wilson, and then of course, and then Dak. That, that's, that's the only guy who's got a chance. And I don't think that's going to happen. I don't think, I don't, the Cowboys aren't good enough to beat those good teams. But if they did pull off two upsets, Dak would squeeze in there. Yeah, well, Jerry Jones will, will have Garrett bench Dak if that happens because he's going to have to pay him a lot more money. <laughs> yeah, I don't. I, Jerry Jones, I think he they messed that up. But although I I, I, I got to think though that I got to think that at some point Jerry Jones and Dak's representatives, Todd France from CAA, I think that they've agreed on most of the numbers. I I don't think that they're worried. I so think that a lot of this that. now is. Um, I, there, there might be something else going on with that contract. I, I have a feeling that they've agreed on pretty much everything. So as they say, they've agreed in principle. Yeah, but there's there's a lot of things though to agree on. There, there there's the, the the bonus money. There's the there's the the overall value of the contract, which is going to be somewhere in the 140 million range. Wow. And then there's the, the the annual, you know, the annual contract, and then how and the, how it varies from year to year. So, what's so the that might be that how might much? be where the the sticking point is. How much guarantee? Money. Well, he's gonna get. He's gonna get. Uh, I mean, he's gonna probably get 70, 80 million guaranteed at least. It, I think. I mean, the high, the highest guaranteed contract that I heard of is when Kirk Cousins signed his three-year, eighty-four million, and every penny was guaranteed. That was that's unheard of in the NFL. Thing. That's that, never been done in the NFL. That was so crazy. It's like I, because if he gets hurt, it's done. Yeah, that, I've never heard of that before, but that's that that's what he got. So I think Dak will get somewhere in the neighborhood of seventy-five to eighty million guaranteed, probably more even. Um, you know, but I'm, I'll bet you any money they've already agreed on the majority of that contract. I I don't think that it's it's um, you know it's yeah. as up in the air as everyone's trying to make yeah. it out to be. I I, I don't. Yeah. I think Dak should just ask for a oil field to. Yeah, add, add <laughs> yeah, but Jerry Jones will sell him one that's dried up. <laughs> Jerry goes, Jerry goes, this is a good field. This is a this good, is a good field, oil field. This wait, is the wait, best oil what did, John, hey, what did Johnny Majors say to, to Jimmy Wolf and Mr. Yeah, Wolf? He said, yeah, our, I think, our, our I think old, Jimmy, I think Jimmy, I don't think Jimmy going to be a great football player. <laughs> what he said, I think he'd be a good football player. Yeah, Jimmy Wolf. Uh, back then in our high school days, Jimmy Wolf was uh, top five lineman on the East Coast. Yeah, and he was uh, first team All State at a team that was uh, fourth or fifth in the country. They didn't have state playoffs back then, and um, and and Jimmy went all over. I mean, the University of Miami, went to Tennessee, and he had all these different trips he went on. And and then when he and he went when he went to Miami, though, the funny thing about that was Jim Kelly. Uh, it was his like overseer and took him out. Yeah, he and was Jim, the host. He yeah, was the host. Yeah, and they were out like with the hurricane honey cheerleaders, 
and, and they're sitting there in a bar and stuff. And Jimmy said, the first thing Jim Kelly said to him, he looked at him, they were both standing up. And Jim Kelly's kind of looking a little bit down on Jimmy, even though Jimmy was pretty tall. And, and Jim Kelly goes, how are you going to protect me? I'm bigger than you. <laughs> yeah. And Jimmy, well, Jimmy was like, but, oh, well, oh, Wolfie oh. was, Jimmy Wolf was like 6'5 yeah. back then, right? But Jim Kelly's a big guy, man. He was yeah, big. big guy. And, then, yeah. and, and back then, the linemen weren't as huge as they are now. Yeah. I mean, Jimmy was fast. I mean, he was, yeah. a, he, was a, he was a fast tackle. But the funny thing then, when he went to Tennessee, you're right. And he went to Tennessee, and then. He got a full ride, right? Right. Yeah, got a full ride, but before that, Mr. Wolf, Jimmy's dad, was he was he knew sports. I mean he was a big time gambler. He would he was a smart gambler too. He would bet only like two bets a day. And he would bet like thousands and thousands of dollars. And usually he would split, which big deal. He'd lose the, the juice, right? Yeah. But sometimes he'd win. He actually won enough money. And I can say this now, no one can come after him because he's passed away, you know, rest in peace. He was buying houses with money. This guy, he was crazy. He was, he, I would go down, I would go over to Jimmy's house before we went out on Friday or Saturday night because his dad let us drink and do whatever we wanted. And he had this little room downstairs, way down in the bottom of the house. And he had this radio, a, tr a big radio with antennas on it. And he had papers. This is before the internet, people. He, this is the, the real tough way to do research. He had a radio that picked up all over the world. And he would all over, and he'd listen to all these different broadcasts. He listened to all these different things, and then he had newspapers, Tom. Like it was like a hoarder, and he had them like t like eight feet high. And he'd go pull a newspaper out. No, like that's from here, and this is this sporting news one, and this. And he would just write notes and write notes, and then he'd have his bets. He'd make he'd have them ready by Saturday night, and he'd make his his, his two bets, and he won hundreds and hundreds yeah. of thousands of dollars. But when he he liked Miami. When Jimmy went to Miami, Mr. Wolf was smart. And he said, they're going to run a pro offense. And Jimmy, you need to be in a pro offense if you think you're going to make anything out of your career after college, if you want to do that. And Tennessee wasn't doing that. And they, Jimmy wanted to go to Tennessee anyway, so his dad let him go. And then Johnny Majors, after the visit, was up in New York still recruiting and he met with Mr. Wolf and Mr. Wolf told me the story we were down in that room one day when he was looking at his papers and this was before and this was um I think right right after Jimmy did sign with Tennessee and he goes I'm telling you Donovan he was he would always called me Donovan I'm telling you Donovan that Jimmy he screwed up you're you, that Jimmy I told him to go to Miami that, that's that, that that it was Schnellenberg was the coach he goes I like that guy He's a good coach, da, 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 da. and he goes that majors. I don't trust that son of a bitch. You're talking about Johnny Majors, the Heisman Trophy yeah. winner, and the right, like the the Tennessee coach. Yeah, 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 yeah. That's his name, right? Johnny Majors, right? Johnny Majors. Yeah, and he goes, and he goes, and, and Mr. Wolf goes. I tell you, Donovan, I don't trust that motherfucker. He did. He said it. he goes. <laughs> he goes. I don't like him. He goes. He came up here, and Jimmy was already. I want to go to Tennessee. I want to go to Tennessee. And, and and Johnny Majors comes up, and he takes. We go out. And we're having a drink. And he goes. I tell you, Mr. Wolf, Jimmy may not be a great football player, but he'd be a good football player come Tennessee. <laughs> he had this southern wall. That was that was a bad one. But I, but and Jimmy and Mr. Wolf, because he was full of shit. <laughs> yeah, that's great. Well, well, Johnny Majors, he he became famous coaching Tony Dorsett at Pitt. Yeah, yeah. He didn't belong at Pitt. Uh, he just coached there because he was a coach at Tennessee. But then he later, he later got the job at Tennessee. But he never won the national championship no. at either Pitt or Tennessee. And he had Marino, he, no, for a bit. Wait. Yeah, I think. Yeah, he might have had Marino. He might have left. Jackie Sherrill. I think Jackie Sherrill may have had may have had Marino. Did he? But, have, did he um, have Marino at all? Because how old? How, what was the age thing? Like Dorsett was how? 
He played. Didn't he play? Well, Dorsett came out in 1977. Yeah. Right. Yeah, Marino came out. Yeah, okay. No, and Marino no. came out in 1984, 1983. Yeah, they, yeah, so they, they yeah, they were they were different. They, they didn't play a year. No. Yeah, no, no, they they no, they were like eight years apart. Yeah. Seven years apart. Yeah. But that was fun. That was, uh, you know, that. that <laughs> and then Miss Willett had to go see Jimmy like play it. Oh no, wait, no, wait. Johnny Majors, Johnny Majors, he did win the national championship yeah. with Tony Dorsett in 1976. Yeah. They went 12 and 0, and they yeah. won the Sugar Bowl. Yeah. But then he, but he didn't win Georgia, the national right? championship. Georgia, yeah, yeah, yeah. They didn't win the national championship though in um, in uh, in Tennessee because Philip Fulmer won the national championship mm-hmm. with uh, not with Peyton Manning. The next year after Peyton Manning left, he won in 1999 or 1998 with T. Martin. Yeah, the, yes, yeah, the the guy guy T. Martin. Yeah, yeah, that guy was good. He was good. He was. He's a coach now. T. Martin's a coach now. He's an offensive coordinator. He was. He was the offensive coordinator at USC for a while, but he's a coach. He's good. That guy was good. He was. He was. He was a a scrambling kind of quarterback way back then. That guy could move around really good. I'll tell you. So let's do. I want to talk. um, Let's stay with the football here, but I want to get. I want to get your take on. um, You know, that's. Oh, oh, yeah, dazzling, stimulating, and you guys are styling, smiling, profiling. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Mary D and Tommy T. Mary D and Tommy T. Oh, yeah. Put your hands together for old men in sweat. Old men in sweat. Put your hands together, y'all. Mary D and Tommy T. We're going to have a good time tonight. Let's go, let's go. It's old men in sweat. Old men in sweat. 